This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. The goal of this podcast since day one is to provide the best information on the Vancouver real estate market at no cost to you, the listeners. To that end, we'd like to thank the following sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Marcon, a local family-owned and managed real estate development and construction company that's been around for nearly four decades. Marcon is not only committed to high-quality construction, but it also is making a positive impact in the communities in which it builds all across the Lower Mainland. We want to highlight two incredible Marcon projects. Elmwood, a 38-story tower located at Burquitlam's most important intersection, Como Lake Avenue and Clark Road. This landmark tower will feature 335 condominiums, over 37,000 square feet of office and retail space, and almost 20,000 square feet of amenity space. Elmwood has been incredibly popular with 80% sold currently, but they still have a great selection of junior one-bedroom all the way to three-bedroom homes remaining. Check out markon.ca slash Elmwood for more. And Matt, we are also excited about Sone House, Markon's newest community in West Coquitlam. With 165 homes ranging from junior one beds to three beds, Sone House offers the perfect West Coast aesthetic with a more nuanced Nordic-inspired design. Register today at markon.ca slash Sonehouse. That's S-O-E-N-H-A-U-S. Or you can learn more at markon.ca or follow them at Instagram at markonhomes. Markon, building for life. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Weather State Podcast. And welcome back to Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Scalina. And I'm your other host, Matt Scalina. And today we have a fantastic episode for you. We we most certainly do. It's the post-Trump episode. And you know, anybody that uh, went to school and and studied with the old history textbooks, you know, you remember the pre-war, post-war. Different chapters. Pre-Trump, post-Trump. Different units, maybe. Perhaps different units. Let's just say there's a shift in our catalog, and this is the beginning of a new era beginning of a new era and uh, definitely for the U.S., definitely for uh, the world, the world, and maybe for how elections are ran in the yeah, future. Yeah. I mean, anything after, how are you going to, how are you going to follow up that, that campaign run and, and that election in general? I mean, geez. Those are questions for other people, but I think the most important question for us is how is this going to impact the Vancouver real estate market? Yeah. Although quickly, I, I did read that The Rock was going to be running for president. In, uh, uh, I'm, I he actually be seems like a like a fairly good choice right now. Yeah, if you can smell what he's cooking. <laughs> um, one thing is, we hung out that night uh, of the election, and and there was a lot of people over at our place, uh, realtors primarily. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people, their phones were blowing up from American clients that were sending texts, just saying, you know. If this actually comes to fruition, what is an exit strategy? Yeah, what you are know, my options? You know, and, and I think some genuine interest from people. I had three text messages from my clients uh, alone. And I know and you were several. sending out you were sending out uh, immigration lawyer contact information. Sure, right? sure. And I mean, who knows how serious uh, each each individual is? I, I know that um, 
uh, of the three, one in particular is uh, kind of seeing it through and, and really discussing things with a lawyer. Um, who knows what's going to be happening here uh, over the next couple months? I think it is really a kind of a wait and see um, approach for, for, for most people. Yeah. Um, but we did want to talk about how this election is going to actually be impacting the Vancouver real estate market. Yeah. There's been a ton in the media about the Canadian real estate market. So we thought, who better than Joanna Connolly right. um, to come on the show and to have a chat? Yeah, I mean, Joanna Connolly is uh, the editor of REW.ca, a, right. a real estate site, a very powerful real estate site here in, in the Lower Mainland, as well as the editor of Western Investor. She also heads up uh, a little, um, or not so little. Uh, no, not little show. at all. She's not. got a great show. It's every Saturday. It's called The Real Estate Therapist. It's right. on Roundhouse Radio 98.3 FM. And we've been guests on the show. We're, we're huge Definitely. fans. Joanna brings up a, a ton of really interesting points here. She's done a lot of thinking about this. And she's, yes, she's a fantastic guest. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Without further ado, here's our interview with Joanna Connolly. Okay, so we're here with Joanna Connolly. Joanna, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Doing very well. Doing well, Joanna. So, Joanna, maybe just start. Can you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm Joanna Connolly, and I am the editor-in-chief of um, uh, Glacier Media's real estate publication. So we're a, a, a national media company with a strong local presence, and uh, I'm in charge of uh, Real Estate Weekly and its website, rew.ca, in terms of the editorial content, and also Western Investor, which is a commercial real estate newspaper. Is it true that you moonlight as a, a host of a, of a radio show as well? I do, yeah. So uh, my sort of side gig, I guess you'd call it, is uh, I'm the host of a Saturday morning radio show. It's called The Real Estate Therapist, and it's on uh, Roundhouse Radio, which is on 98.3 FM and on roundhouseradio.com. And they're a hyper-local um, talk radio station that's been going for about a year. And, and, and the show is really just intended to help people navigate the, the real estate market and to give people a little bit of advice from a big picture standpoint, but also individual problems that we try to tackle each week as well. Well, it's, it's a fantastic program. Yeah, and that's Matt for and sure. I are, uh, Thank big you. fans. Yeah. Thanks very much. So, so what we uh, invited you on today to talk about, Joanna, of course, is President-elect Trump and the impact of, of that historic election in the United States on, on Vancouver real estate or the potential impact. You, yeah. wrote, you wrote an article uh, after the election titled Vancouver Real Estate Searches Triple After Trump Win. First question yeah. for you here. We're wondering, how do you think Trump's win will translate on the ground in terms of migration? You know, I mean, it's just fascinating to, to think of all of these people in the states, uh, presumably Democrat supporters, suddenly turning to uh, to websites like websites like and just you know plugging in these searches um, for for Canadian real estate because they're just desperate to get out of the country. Yeah. But whether that's just a reaction 
at uh, something that they didn't like happening in their own country and they're just kind of uh, testing the ground or whether it actually mean a, a lineup of Americans at the border is uh, is pretty hard to tell. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, it's just, uh, it's all talk. They're not really going to move here. And of course, it takes a long time to uh, to emigrate as well. You can't just show up. And, uh, and often I think that people you know, might like the idea of moving to Canada, but then uh, actually find out that, you know, um, uh, it just is going to take too long. And by the time that they've uh, got their immigration process done, they're pretty much used to Trump uh, being president. You know, the sort of shock uh, will have worn off. You, you, can, you can get used to anything, right? Right. So, um, so whether it will translate to um, a lot of Americans coming um, over the border, I don't know, and that's what the um, that's what the, that particular article was about. But what I do wonder, guys, is um, what about people from other countries, people that maybe wanted to move to North America and are now thinking, well, I don't want to move to a country where Donald Trump is president, um, especially with his anti-immigration policies. Perhaps they won't even be able to move to the states. So then Canada becomes a much more viable option, presumably. I mean, right. it certainly was for me. I would have loved to have moved to New York, but I couldn't get a green card. So, you know, Vancouver was, uh, you know, sort of my, my second choice, ultimately. Um, and I'm very glad it worked out that way, as it turns out. Um, but uh, you've got to wonder how many people will be uh, making those kinds of decisions to come to Canada instead, right? No kidding. No kidding. So just to unpack the article that um, that you guys had on rew.ca. So home listings, the search on in the portal that that you guys host rose by 226%. Yeah. Yes, from U.S. sources. U.S. sources. Not, okay. not overall, but just looking at um, the IP addresses that, uh, that uh, these searches were coming from that are based in the States. Um, yeah, they uh, they went up. Um, yeah, they tripled the day after the U.S. election, which was um, uh, true for us and also true for um, national real estate searches. The Canadian Real Estate Association reported a similar spike in and, searches from, from U.S. And were you able to actually see which cities people were primarily searching from or states? Yeah, so really democratic strongholds. So you're looking at... Um, uh, L.A. was the top one, um, Seattle, San Francisco, New York, and Chicago. Um, so they were um, definitely the, the biggest drivers of traffic. Um, California in particular, um, so that uh, accounted for a, more than a third of the U.S.-based sources, um, and they uh, quadrupled pretty much. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's definitely those kinds of states. That's actually no. not that surprising considering the clients that, that we work with and people that we see that are very active in our, in our marketplace, the West coast. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not surprising on two fronts. One, I think those are the places where after say George W. Bush won, people fantasized or, or spoke loudly about moving to Canada. Right, and then right. the second is, is that it seems like they'd be looking at Vancouver specifically or Vancouver and Toronto because they're, you know, the, the cultural elites from, uh, from the East coast and the West coast. Yeah, it makes sense. Right. So, um, 
So, you know, uh, we don't know, like I say, whether it's going to really translate into to home purchases. And then you've got to throw in the foreign buyer tax that people are faced with, too. But um, but then you might kind of start going into, well, maybe the, the loonies going to drop, in which case that might negate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so it's, uh, it becomes a slightly more complicated and sort of intersecting issue at that point. Right. So, so what are the key considerations moving forward to monitor from your, from your vantage point? Um, well, the loony is a huge thing, I think, you know, and I, I just mentioned it there, but, um, you know, if you've got, um, this sort of perceived, um, growth in the U.S. economy, which is, uh, whatever, what economists are saying is, is going to happen, um, and that, you know, Trump is, is promising at least, um, where, and the U.S. dollar is, uh, is, stronger against the Canadian dollar now, what you're seeing is then Canada being uh, on sale again, um, as it uh, has been for a while now. But uh, then, of course, Vancouver brought in the foreign buyer tax. But if you, you know, sort of uh, give U.S. buyers even more of a discount because the loonie is even lower, you might kind of cancel out that, that foreign buyer tax, too. Um, so you could see more people buying property in uh, Canada from the States, not necessarily to move here, guys, but, you know, just recreational property as well, right? Um, So uh, especially if, you know, um, people are doing financially better in the States, I mean, this is, you know, what's being predicted. Um, So that's something to to bear in mind for sure. Um, And I think we can expect to see the, the, the dollar go down further. But then you've got mortgage interest rates, which are, you know, kind of, volatile right now and we've seen some changes that's just in the last couple of weeks sure. right um so i mean we we were already being um uh sort of cracked down on in terms of uh, the housing market and, and mortgage rules to try to stem the the hot housing market but um but now what we've got is um uh td bank has uh, raised their prime so their variable rates um, is uh, is rising, and then RBC um, just this week uh, raising their fixed rates um, because right. uh, bond yields are going up. Um, so you know, and, and interest uh, fixed rates are tied to the bond yield, as, as you know. Sure. So you know, it could be that um, the interest rates will rise, but then you know, other people are saying, well, they could be cancelled out because. The surge in the U.S. dollar could stall the the planned increase in U.S. Fed uh, lending rates. Um, so that could lead to um, the Bank of Canada not increasing its uh, its overnight rates. Um, and so it, it's sort of hard to tell where it's going to go with with mortgage rates. So there's no kind of solid advice anyone yeah. can can give out right now. So I think it's a, it's a real challenge that we just have to keep a close eye on, on what's happening there for sure. Well, it's, it's interesting with the mortgage rates just because we had a, we had Ray Macklem on here uh, in a recent episode where he was su- suggesting that just because of the new mortgage rules um, and the lost competition from the smaller lenders that, that he predicted that mortgage rates would be increasing overall um, in general and now that we have seen this volatility in the bond market, it, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense that, that RBC and, and TD and I'm sure the other um, big banks would follow suit. 
that yeah. said, so I, it looks like what, um, if, if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, we might see a bit of a, a, a rise in interest rates in the short term here, um, just because of the volatility, but over yeah. time, we might see uh, we might see rates come down again. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we also have to look at the bigger picture. I mean, we're talking about fairly fairly fractional changes here, right? Sure. Um, and when we actually zoom out and look at rates over however many years, we we see that we're still like you know way down. Like anything, uh, <laughs> you know, anything that's still under three percent is is just still minute in the grand scheme of things. So, right. um, so we're only talking about it a little bit, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think that's probably uh, the way it will play out. But, but who knows, right? Just quickly going back to um, going back to the immigration here before we move on to to other factors. Matt and I were watching the election last week, and we had a, a group of friends over, quite a few realtors together. A lot of people's phones were <laughs> were getting they were getting text message from their international clients. Obviously, most mostly in in the U.S. asking about how this will impact the market, but also several U.S. residents asking, you know, what is the process to come to Canada? I had three text messages Mm. myself from from American clients. You know, I just I guess I just want to flesh out this idea is how how realistic do do we all think that it is that Americans are actually going to be coming to Canada based on on these results? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, my feeling is some will. You know, I mean, some, some, when they said, if Trump wins, I'm moving to Canada, they really meant it. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, what kind of numbers we're talking about? Like, who knows? But I think when you kind of factor in, you know, the other immigration factors that we we're talking about and a potential rise in, in just U.S. purchases of Canadian real estate overall because of the, the low, you know, dollar and the great exchange rate they can get, I think it, you know, overall could definitely be a boost to the the Canadian housing market. And Vancouver is always going to be top of that. Yeah. And and the more interesting point that you made before, Joanna, is actually, I think, the global market of people that were potentially wanting to move to the United States, or at least North America generally. I think that's, that's a really interesting one to think about, because especially with the rise of hate crimes and everything else right now, it's... Mm -hmm. um, Right. It's not looking very appealing uh, south of Yeah, south it, just, of the it just makes sense, right? Right. If you, if you want to create that new life yourself, it's, uh, it's not looking like the great American dream anymore to, to you know, show up in, in New York on a boat and, and make a wonderful new life for yourself and your family. That just kind of is not going to be how people feel. Um, anymore, so uh, so maybe Canada offers that. Now. Sure. So so Joanna, you were you talked about the the weak Canadian dollar as a as a key consideration to monitor. We've we've spoken about mortgage rates. Are there are there any other considerations? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a a couple of other major factors, right? So. Um, You've got to look at um, what's going to happen with uh, various industries. So let's uh, take resource industries, for example. You know, if um, uh, if you, you've now got a president who's um, supporting the Keystone Pipeline, um, who's kind of favoring big oil and those kinds of industries, you might start to see a real boost in Canadian resource industries. So there might be a recovery in the Alberta market and the maybe, you know, sort of uh, in parts of BC too and the, the resource communities um, because of that. So um, that will be interesting to see if there's more um, kind of, uh, you know, working together within specific industries. I know that there's, um, 
you know, other issues of, you know, what's going to happen with NAFTA um, and, and so on. But uh, I certainly think that with the oil that we have here in this country, there's going to be, uh, be a, you know, a resource b- industry boost for sure. Mm. So that's one, one fact of that. Very interesting. And so um, President-elect Trump has, has also um, promised a tariff of 45% on Chinese imports. Yeah, he's really looking to go to war with, uh, with China, at least in terms of trade, yeah. So what, what are some of your, do you have any thoughts on what this could mean for the Chinese economy overall and, and how that could potentially impact uh, some of our investors from uh, mainland China? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's a weird thing with China because he don't appear to have declared, you know, sort of uh, economic war on China for sure. And so, you know, that um, kind of on the surface of it, that it looks like that could um, continue to contribute to the slowing of the growth in the Chinese economy. Um, and if that then happens, you're looking at a lot of Chinese investors that are wanting to move their money out of China and maybe feeling disinclined to invest it in the U.S. since the U.S. is full mm-hmm. in the first place. So that might mean more foreign investment in things like Vancouver real estate. But... Um, you know, and, and that was absolutely what I believed for the first few days after the election. But um, we've actually been in contact with Juai, uh, which is the um, the major listings portal in China, and they've been surveying um, their um, realtors and uh, consumers generally to find out how um, the, how they feel about investing in the U.S. under Trump. And more than half of them are saying that they think it's a good thing that he got in, that they believe that the U.S. economy is going to grow. And in spite of this, you know, 45 percent trade tariff, uh, that they would still be as inclined, if not more so, to invest in the U.S. economy. So uh, it's a really, you know, interesting kind of contradiction going on there. Yeah, that is fascinating, just in in terms of... uh, at least speaking personally, I, there's this instability <laughs> that this has created. You know, the sleepless nights in in for me. Um, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that leads to to further investment. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a crazy thought, but I think that uh, you know, if uh, if you're a Chinese person and you've got your money in China and what the U.S. is doing is cooling your economy, you want to put your money where it's safest right. and even even if it's the the very culprit that's 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 done it to you if they're the ones that are growing fastest that's where you want your money to be kind of on a selfish personal level and i think that's what's um what a lot of people are going to do um so it's quite it's quite fascinating maybe the two will offset each other mm-hmm. so it doesn't overall make much of a difference or maybe one will will win out over the other i i don't know um but it's just going to be fascinating to see how that plays no out kidding. so you know over the last 6 months and and we've spoken to you before about it with the local provincial and and federal uh attempts to kind of cool the real estate market here in the lower mainland. Do you think that Mm -hmm. these three levels of government are going to see the potential influx of people uh, as a result of this election as as an opportunity? Or or do you think they're going to see it as a further challenge? Um, I'd be surprised if there was such a 
huge influx that it presented uh, a, a major challenge. But if that were to happen, I think it would be, uh, you know, really interesting. I mean, if, if say, for example, we did have more global immigration into Canada, you're, you're probably looking at a lot of um, new people coming into somewhere like um, Toronto, where there is no uh, foreign buyer right. tax yet. Um, and uh, and also, you know, as, as being the, the biggest city. Um, so you might see um, more extreme measures being put into place um, in, in other cities like, like Toronto. I wonder whether um, there's any more that... Um, that the kind of uh, provincial and local governments would do here at this stage um, because they seem to have covered off quite a lot of bases with the foreign buyer tax and the empty home tax mm-hmm. and, you know, all of the, the stuff that they're doing here already. Um, so um, so it's really it's really hard to tell. I think it would be, I think it would have more of an effect on Toronto. Though. Hey, question for you, Joanna, and I know you're uh, a Canadian Brit, right? And and our listeners will be able That's to That's right, yeah, from... have dual citizenship. Right. So is is do you think uh and this is I don't know how closely you've been following Brexit and the impact uh, of of uh that on London real estate, but do you think Brexit's a useful comparison here? Um I I you know when uh when the election was happening and we saw Trump was getting in, I sort of texted my friends in the UK and I was like, oh, wow, this is like Brexit only a hundred times yeah. worse. <laughs> And, uh, and I kind of feel the same way in terms of the, the sort of um, the impact that it would, would have. Like we haven't seen in, in the UK, as far as I'm aware, any real um, impact on the housing market, you know, in London and places mm-hmm. like that. We, uh, you, you guys and I did speculate uh, on that a while ago, just after Brexit happened, that, um, that maybe it would, would, you know, sort of damage um, the London housing market. We haven't really seen that yet. But then there's been so much uncertainty about Brexit. You know, there's been uh, a, a fight to um, get it thrown out, and, and maybe a lot of people haven't been sure whether it's even going to, you know, fully go ahead or what's going to happen. And it certainly hasn't happened yet and won't happen for a while. Whereas with Trump, there's this certainty like he is president elect like right. he, he is coming in um so uh so i think that the brexit doesn't really offer a, a very helpful mm-hmm. model um only only because it's just sort of uh it's just nowhere near the kind of scale that we're talking about here with, with donald trump right the, the one thing and just thinking of it as you were speaking there that strikes me is that no one really knows how Trump is going to govern. I mean, we have we've seen with people he's choosing for his cabinet and all the rest kind of glimpses into it. But I think potentially, at least for the next couple months, uh, maybe up to six months, there's going to be a wait and see uh, approach likely mm-hmm. similar to what uh, you, you're talking about with with Brexit. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, any any impact that uh, Trump has on on our housing market, I think for sure will be you know, could only be seen later, especially when it comes to long-term stuff like uh, changes in immigration patterns and, and so right. on. So, um, so yeah, for sure. And the other thing as well is, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, promised growth of the U.S. economy and uh, and a falling loony and that kind of thing. We don't know that those things are going to happen right. either. That's just what pe- people are predicting and, and Trump is promising. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> He's you know, promised a lot uh, of things. promises <laughs> have been broken <laughs> before by many politicians. Right. 
So, um, so, so who knows, you know, but um, uh, it's certainly uh, interesting to speculate for sure. Excellent. So, Joanna, people that want to read more of your writing and, uh, and listen to your radio station, how can they, how can they find you? So, uh, sure, that would be great. My uh, website is um, rew.ca, which is primarily a listings portal, but if you go to rew.ca slash news, that's a, a news sub website where you can find uh, tons of Vancouver um, real estate markets uh, news and advice and uh, and all kinds of information. And then uh, if you want to listen to the show as well, the radio show, it's on Roundhouse Radio 98.3 FM on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. and also streaming on roundhouseradio.com. Excellent. Well, hey, thank you so much for your yeah, time. Yeah, that was really enlightening, Joanna. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was It was super fun to talk to you guys, as always. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Take All care. Right, take care now. Cheers. Bye. So there you have it, folks. Our discussion with Joanna Connolly, editor of REW.ca and Western Investor, as well as host of the Real Estate Therapist show on 98.3 Roundhouse Radio. Yeah, and I, I think that we covered a lot. You could talk about this for you know the better part of a day and probably still have a lot to talk about right yeah well this is going to be the this this conversation can go this is going to be an ongoing conversation for at least the next four years right but we did try to touch on i mean we talked about people's thoughts around immigration finances the resource sector and of course um you know the elephant in the room china yeah yeah i mean the the point that uh, joanna made that was there was a lot of interesting points the one that i i kind of didn't think of all that much i was so focused on uh u.s citizens moving to canada right and you know you hear that every four years especially when a republican gets in you know everybody's moving george w bush gets reelected. everybody's moving to canada the actual impact is is you know questionable at this point but i do think that global migration people looking to to move to north america sure that canada is a much more appealing place in a post-trump world i think that's just a fact you know with everything going on so that was a that's a that's a lot of food for thought there yeah for sure so um yeah, that was a, a great episode. Um, if you have any questions or um, ideas for future episodes, feel yeah. free to drop us a line. Definitely. Um, also, visit us on Facebook where the conversation continues. And uh, please do, we're still doing the uh, the, the, the review drive is the review still alive. Still we're, we're, we're at 81. <laughs> we're trying 81 to get to 100. And, and we only got six weeks left. So, uh, you know. So if you like the show, um, biggest compliment you can pay us is uh, is rating us on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play. Yeah. We appreciate and read them all. We do. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fantastic for those of you who have rated us. We really appreciate it. So Matt, how can people reach you? Give me a shout anytime, 778-847-2854 or an email at matt at scalinarealestate.com or you can try me at 778-866-4574 or adam at scalinarealestate.com and we have uh, a nonpartisan sounds funny now after that US there's no election. such thing as nonpartisan <laughs> There's no such thing as yeah. objectivity, but if there was, there'd be a line. It would be uh, info at scalinarealestate.com. exactly right. Well, have a great week, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Next Wednesday, to be exact. Take Your care. Faces for radio. Subscribe today.
Hey everyone, pardon the interruption. We just want to take a quick minute to thank the following sponsors who make this show possible. This podcast is sponsored by Common Ground Consulting. Are you developing in the Lower Mainland? Common Ground Consulting is a development management and consulting company with experience in single family, townhouses, multifamily, and commercial developments. What I love about Common Ground, Adam, is they manage the whole development process, from due diligence and feasibility reports for initial purchase of land, to completing rezoning, development permits, and building permits. They streamline the whole process with strong relationships with sub-consultants and municipalities and a deep understanding of all city requirements. Common Ground Consulting. Feasibility and efficiency prioritized every step of the way. Learn more at commonground-consulting.com or 604-807-6419. We are also sponsored by Oakland Realty. This is our real estate brokerage, best brokerage in the city, hands down. If you are in the industry, a new agent, an aspiring agent, somebody just looking to make a change, new culture, new energy, new resources, head over to oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. That's oakland.com slash join, type in VRP 2020. Not only do you get to meet Michael Morgan and the gang, the big wigs over at Oakland, you get a huge incentive for first going to oakland.com slash join, typing in VRP 2020. <laughs> 